so retrograde. <laughs> Hello. I'm Elizabeth Cott. I'm Stephanie Sambari. And this we're here again from the Rama Institute. Or is it Rama? Rama. 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 I like, yeah, it's that. It's that. <laughs> to the tune of That's Lady Gaga. The spirit. <laughs> Spirituality to the tune of Lady Gaga. <laughs> <laughs> I'm into that. Me too. Um, so today we have a very amazing guest. I'm so excited. So excited. We got here against all odds, against the four-car four pileup on the Casual fender bender on the way from Anaheim to Newport, then to Venice, and now we are here. Eek. The gods have blessed us with our guest today. They have. We are so fucking excited. We are very he thrilled. He is a... For, former and current, I would say, forever embedded in the stars as a pop icon. I would say that. <laughs> he probably wouldn't say that, but we can say that. <laughs> and currently a TV host and personality and... Just like shining light, Karaoke maven and oh just <laughs> incredibly adorable human. Lance Bass, welcome to our show. Well, hello, ladies. Oh, hi. Hi. How are you? So good. We are excited. So, We're excited. So good. So I yes. <laughs> so good. Um, so uh, thank you for coming all the way to Venice from. I'm sorry about your fender bender. Okay. I know it was chill. Steph thank actually you. like kept it like she was the grounding force in the whole situation. Like I was watching the body language because it was a multiple car scenario. Yeah, and she was just like chill. Like it's all good. Like you know, kind of trying well, to. I find it best not to panic in right. A, panic situation well that's a good thing because it's it's a challenge in la to drive like, yeah. you know for people like me that you know i, I, I some drivers really you know upset me yeah. um, <laughs> i want to take licenses away i'm like you should not be driving I right know. now and i can't believe i haven't had so many fender benders but i used to have the biggest road rage until a few years ago i had to change that how did mind. you change that um well one i leave the house 20 minutes earlier now Smart. Smart. And it helps a lot. Like it really, because then I slow down, I get in the right lane. I'm like, wow, I'm 15 minutes early. And I'm that slow person in the, in the right lane That's that you pass. Smart. I'm like, okay. So that makes me feel better. And then if someone pisses me off, then I just pretend they have a sick dog on board. <laughs> wow. And I'm like, oh, there's just a, a sick puppy. A visualization of a sick yeah. puppy. <laughs> so if someone really cuts you off or they're going 10 miles an hour, I'm like, oh, there's a sick dog. That's labeled Lance's compassion exercise. <laughs> <laughs> it helps. It really does help, though. Yeah, your Whenever blood pressure goes down. Whenever so I'm funny. feeling like that pressure of being late, like I know I'm going to be five minutes late or whatever the case may be, I still am not late yet until... So like, even if it's like, I'm supposed to be there in 10 minutes, it's going to be 15 I'm not late yet. Right. Uh -huh. So that always that's like my mind exercise. I go, so. well, if I'm late, they must be late too. Right. <laughs> not that right. It's impossible to be on time in this in this town. Like, well, yeah, no impossible. one you but you were early today. Yeah, because I leave early. Was, I'm yeah. either gonna be fifteen minutes early or I'm gonna be, you know, fifteen minutes late. There's no you, right. There's no rhyme or reason to the traffic here. Yeah. So you can't really There really tell. isn't. <laughs> Ugh. But that's why there's things like podcasts. So yes. true. Or great pop music. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I literally was like, why don't we have a fucking NSYNC CD? Because my car is from 2006, so there's no <laughs> MP3 hookup. So I literally needed like a compact disc. Well, you could have gotten our 8-tracks. Oh. <laughs> Do you guys have a tracks? No, oh. God, not that old. Do you guys have vinyl? Yeah, we have vinyl. Oh my God, I need to get an NSYNC cool. vinyl. Yeah, we have some good vinyl, and we're coming out with a vinyl because you know vinyl's the the new thing again. Oh, I'm so into it. It's the new old retro. Thing. Yeah. Um, so Urban Outfitters, you know, does. Does these vinyl releases and all that? So they're going to be doing our Christmas album uh, this season, which I'm excited about because that's it's my favorite album I chills. ever did. I mean, nipples are so it. hard. <laughs> so yeah, so it's going to be on vinyl, and, uh, and of course we'll have cheesy Christmas, you know, sweaters that you can also enjoy as you listen to our vinyl Christmas. Oh album. my god, are, is it going to be like your faces oh, yeah. on the sweater? Oh my god, it's going to have really cheesy lyrics. Yeah, it's going to be. This is amazing. Yeah. Teen dream. Oh my god, this is going to be our Christmas soundtrack. Every yeah. year we have a Christmas soundtrack. We always do a full rent sing along yeah. yeah and then something else okay so this so be it. nice dirty All pop it is <laughs> um, so we wanted to have you on because i'm just so happy that we've become friends number mm -hmm. one it's so Me much fun too. isn't it so fun aren't yes. we having the best time oh god i love it <laughs> i really discovered my joy of karaoke it's my new favorite form of self-expression yeah I, you know i was never in a karaoke until y'all <laughs> like seriously <laughs> Me I, either. I used to you know i, I 
would never go to karaoke, especially public karaoke, because yeah. it's like the death of me. Yeah. Um, but now that we've been going, and you know, also in a private room, right. yeah, bougie, much better. Bougie That's karaoke. But I did go to a private room with other people, and yeah. I was like, "This is fucking depressing." <laughs> Where Wait, am was I, I from? there? Yeah. Oh, sad. <laughs> <laughs> no, when we were singing, it was fun. But then, like with everything else, like uh, I tried to sing like a Rocky Horror moment, uh, and I just was like, "I need the support of like my karaoke fam." Yeah. yeah you need to be open-minded in karaoke. You have to be part Broadway fan. You have yes. to be part grunge fan. You have to be part a lot of you know nostalgia. Things. Yeah. yeah, all the things. I remember when you you guys all sung "Suddenly Seymour"? Oh my god! Oh yeah, heart wishes coming true. You know, my husband you know played him on the stage when he was I think fourteen years old. No, yes. <laughs> so he, he loves that song. Oh my god, Michael, mm-hmm. love him. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about Lance's journey uh, from young pop star. How old were you when NSYNC started? Uh, I was 16. Damn. Yeah. It's, it's crazy because right now I'm, um, I'm shooting a new documentary and it's, you know, I do one doc a year and I finally decided, okay. You do one doc a year? I do. Yeah. I, I'm, I've always produced a, a different doc because oh, I think cool. it's so important to, I don't know. I just like to be educated through documentaries. Yeah. I think they're so, you know, amazing. But I finally said, okay, this is the year I want to do that whole story of the transcontinental Lou Pearlman days in the pop mm. era of the late 90s, early 2000s, because yeah. no one's really told the, the real deep story. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if you know Lou Pearlman, but he was oh, yeah. president of our record label and our manager, and he really scammed us. And then you know? he <laughs> really? Yeah. Did he pass away? He did pass away last year. And, and he, but there was like a whole, a whole legal... Oh, yeah. Well, he yeah. was in jail, right. not because he screwed us and all the other artists that he had on his label, but um, he did a Ponzi scheme in Orlando mm. and, and took a lot of money from a lot of elderly people in their life. No savings. Ponzi yeah. scheme in Orlando. There's, that's know. the most it's depressing like the most thing depressing. I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> that's horrible. Uh, but it's, you know, it's a fascinating, you know, story. And I'm, I'm getting everyone together, you know, to tell nice. our story. And it's been really fun reminiscing. Yeah. So going back to, you know, how I got in the group has been so fresh on my mind and, uh, you know, I was 16, junior in high school. All I care about was the homecoming dance that was the next day. Uh, and then all of a sudden, I get a call, and Justin calls me up, and he's like, hey, we're starting a group in Orlando. We need a bass singer. Come down here and see if you like it. So I went down the next day, sang the Star Spangled Banner. I was like, yep, that's what I'm going to do the rest of my life. Now, at <laughs> oh that moment, God. did that feel internally like a big moment, or did oh. it just feel no, like, was, oh, I, this is happening, and no, this is it was one a foot huge, in front of the other? It was a huge moment, for sure. It's you know, f- one of the first times in my life I ever felt like, this is my destiny. Like, I've been mm. shown the light. Like, oh, my gosh, this is what I'm, I have to do. Wow. Um, but, yeah, it was, it was just a magical moment that I'll never forget. Heart tingles yeah. happened. Oh, and yeah. then you, you were like, this is a thing. It did. You're so cute. You know, what I, you know the song that I had prepared, though, to audition for? Because I've never done an audition in my life at 16. I'm from Mississippi. We, we don't. We never leave our town. Right. So the only song that I knew the words to, and I was a bass singer, and they needed a bass singer, was Old Man River. <laughs> <laughs> So I, the pop classic, Old Man River, <laughs> to get an in sync. So oh. like, yeah, but so it worked. Did you know Justin? From... I, we had the same vocal coach growing up. Okay. Um, I didn't really know him. I mean, he was much younger than well, not much younger. Well, at <laughs> 16, 14 is much yeah. younger than you. Yeah. Uh, but he was from Memphis. I was from Jackson, and uh, so we would share the same vocal coach. I see. So oh, so it was me. like very serendipitous it how was. that all formulated. Yeah, two guys were working at Universal. Two guys were working in the, at the Mickey Mouse Club. All in Orlando, they all decided they wanted to put a group together. Wow! And then, yeah. and then well, they had the fifth member. It wasn't even me. Who was it? Um, this guy Jason. That was Joey's one of his best friends, and he decided last minute he didn't want to do. <gasps> Jason is a, kicking I, I know, himself. I know. <laughs> yeah, so that's when they called me. Oh yeah. my god! Yeah. Okay, so that was sixteen years old. To yeah. oh my gosh, uh, I think her last performance was two thousand five. So that was twenty six years old. Wow, so yeah. a cool decade. So ten years, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Good times. <laughs> and then throughout that, your identity within the group. Obviously, you, you so famously came out. What year was that? 2006, I think. So, or, like, kind see. of the end, tail end. Yeah, it was, it was after NSYNC. Um, you know, it, the days that I was with NSYNC, we didn't really have a day off. I mean, literally, I'm reading my mom's diaries right now, mm. which are hilarious. And she documented the whole entire 10 years. Wow. And I didn't even know this until a few months ago. And she sent oh, me her cool. diaries. They're 
they're precious. I mean, it's so, because I don't remember half the stuff we did. Right. But I have it, you know, in writing every detail of what we did. And Mom, good job. I mean, I don't know how we're standing right now. I mean, we never had a day off. And yeah. so, you know, if you're working that hard, you don't really get to focus on yourself. Right. You don't, you know, and then, of course, I knew I was gay since I was five years old. So, you know, I knew that there, that was a huge part of me, but it was something that I would hide my whole life. Like, I knew deep down at 16 years old, I would never reveal this secret because I wow. knew it was wrong, you know, because I grew up in the South where, right. you know, it's, it's, you're taught that, you know, gay is not the way, you right. know, so you're very kind of, I'm going to sing and I'm going to dance. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I should actually, uh, yeah, coin that phrase. I don't yeah. think they have that yet. Churches, you cannot have that. It's mine. Yeah. yeah. I'm not going to be gay, but I'm going to be a singer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, and I was in show choir at the time. And I mean, yeah. come on. I mean, it was a little obvious, but you know. yeah. So you, that's interesting though, like not having a time to think about your personal life. Like, was that almost like a convenience in a way? Well, it was a huge convenience because I had I always had an excuse of why I wasn't dating someone. Right. You know, I, I was too busy. And so you would, um, you know, and if I wasn't in the group, let's say, you know, after high school, I, you know, just did the college thing with my friends, I would have really, that would have been very difficult for me because growing, you know, I would have gone to somewhere in Mississippi. Yeah. No one was out of the closet at that point, And I would have had to found myself in college during yeah, I mean, it would have been very crazy. Did you feel pressure? Because, like, at some point when you guys became a little older, but even when you were younger, like, everyone wanted to fuck you guys. Yeah, it like, was. Like, all a, we had middle <laughs> school girls were, like... It was, it was God's little joke to put me in a boy band. <laughs> like, 99% of women throwing themselves at you, and I could do nothing with it. <laughs> what would you do? Uh, I mean, you would... I felt like I was in a movie this whole time. Like right. I didn't, it didn't seem real to me. So when I'm singing songs on stage about you know girls and being in love, I'm not really thinking that. I'm not really feeling that. Um, and I played the game too of I dated girls and I thought um, you know my last girlfriend Danielle Fischel. Boy meets was, world. That's right. Oh, she, cute. Uh, I know. I mean, she. I mean, if anyone could have turned me, quote yeah. unquote, it had to have been her. Because yeah, I mean, I really look. I thought. I was in love with her. Like, I thought that's what love was. Yeah. And then at, towards the end of our relationship, I realized, okay, no, like, I, I really am gay, and I don't want to do this mm. to you. And, and, yeah, I mean, it was, it, was, it was crazy. But that was the last time I knew, okay, I am 100% gay. <laughs> and, um, yeah, if I can't be with Danielle, there's no other girl I could ever be with. Joanna Garcia Swisher. Oh, Joanna. <laughs> I love Joanna. No, we were never, we were never together. Oh, you weren't? No. Um, Just had a there was, it was, there was a little inkling of something that could have gone somewhere, but yeah. at that point, that was after Danielle, I knew I would never even Who attempt to. It's one of his. Joanna she's Garcia, she's, oh. you know, um, on Reba and, um, I don't know, she's an actress. Oh, she's cool. Tons of stuff. Got it. Yeah. So the one time I'm like yeah. out in the dark, like, I know someone that you know, but I only know like, her because Lance knows? introduced me to her. Hilarious. She's the best. And her husband is some Nick Swisher who played for the Yankees. Yeah. Um, is, I mean, they're just like the best people. So sweet. So much fun. I'm so obsessed with them. After we hung out with them, we were like, are we related? Can we be best <laughs> friends? Like, never leave me. So you really went through something in which you were having a dichotomy of like expectation, which is what the your public persona was mm -hmm. and then your reality and how did that affect you mentally and spiritually throughout that? Um, it wasn't good. You know, I became an introvert. Mm. Um, you know, as long if, if you look back at any of the stuff that I did, like interviews with NSYNC, you see a completely different person. I rarely talk mm -hmm. because I thought, well, one, I thought everyone made fun of my accent because <laughs> I had such a Southern accent. Uh, and then the other, I, I thought the more that I spoke, the more people would might hear that I'm gay. So I didn't want to say anything that would tip anyone off. So I was just real kind of shy and, you know, short with all my answers. And, yeah, it was wow. it was weird. So, yeah, I just something I just kind of ignored and just kind of, I don't know, shut myself off. And then when was the shift, like when you decided? Um, well, I, you know, I decided to, you know, tell the world once I was in an amazing relationship and I mm. fell in love with someone and I knew, okay, oh, that's what love feels like. And it's just the most amazing feeling in the world. So there's, I mean, it's a hundred percent that, that, I mean, I am gay at this point, you know, once I knew I was in love with this guy. 
So I wasn't hiding it at that point. You know, my friends knew, my family knew. I just didn't think it was a big deal. Right. And then, um, so I was living my life as kind of an open gay man in a relationship with my friends and family, but not really talking about it in public um, until a newspaper saw me at a gay club <laughs> in P-Town. <laughs> and P-Town is this, you know, cute little gay town, um, province town, and... I didn't know it was a gay town when I went. So it's just <laughs> me and just all these gay dudes, <laughs> which was amazing. But yeah. uh, I, I started talking to someone in the line of the bathroom, and he was uh, a reporter for the Washington Post or whatever. Oh, and no he's like, way. so does that mean you're gay? I'm like, well, yeah. And then, yeah, then it all became a big story. Yeah, that's – and without your choice. Without my choice. No, I had uh, – they were calling me, you know, that next day, not me, but my agent, and they were like, look, we're writing the story with or without him. So mm. he can either say what he wants to say or, like, we're just going to have to go with it. And I decided, well, might as well take this opportunity. You know, say what I need to say. And I didn't even know what I needed to say at that point because I didn't know much about the community. So I couldn't really be, you know, an advocate or educate people about this community I refused to even be a part of. Um, so I didn't have much to say, you know, that first interview. Yeah. Um, but because of you saying even albeit maybe a little something little it really set the stage for where we are now which it's like people don't really i feel like people's sexual preference is kind especially in the younger generation like oh they don't they were raised with like what's what's the matter but that's because (laughs) of people like you so that's so prolific yeah i mean you know it's definitely baby steps in history you know to get to where we are right now but this younger generation is definitely with it they understand what's happening you know, you know, this older generation and, you know, this <laughs> administration that we're fighting yeah. right now is <laughs> trying to pull us back a few decades. But, yeah. you know, uh, we have such momentum. There's no turning back. And I love the, you know, the fact that when people come out now, um, it's not a big deal. You know, it, and it shouldn't be front page news. It should just be, you know, yeah, I'm gay. I'm also blonde. I'm also a guy. I'm, you know, it's just part of you. Yeah. I think it's so interesting like that you you like you could have become like you're so outgoing and you're so like bright and all those years of you just like yeah, doing being this, hidden, yeah. going inward and like shoving it down like yeah. it didn't well I felt like it was a waste for sure I mean I feel like I wasted a lot of my teenage years and my youth um because I was being someone I wasn't I mean yeah. I I enjoyed my life. I had amazing friends. Um, you know, my family is incredible. But I was lonely. Yeah. I was really lonely. Everyone yeah. else got to have relationships, and then I had to pretend that, well, I'm too busy, and I'm starting a record label. You know, it's like you always, like, try to find something that, you know, you could have an excuse not to, you know, go off and find a girlfriend. Right. There's always an excuse not to live your truth if it seems, like, inconvenient. Yep. And I, you said that in something that I was watching in preparation for this research, it's just so much easier to be yourself. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. And I love that. I mean, the weight off your shoulders. And, and when you realize, who cares what people think? I mean, it really, I mean, and that's hard for people to let go, but it doesn't matter what people think of you. It yeah. really doesn't. And, um, and so I started, yeah, just being myself, not having to be such a worry war about making everyone else happy. I just wanted to be happy myself. And then you start, like, catching yourself, especially when you come out. um, You catch yourself, like, doing those things that you were hiding before. And you're like, oh, wait, no, I don't don't have to. (laughs) Right, you have to relearn. Yeah, I I can actually say that word now and and not worry. Because back in the day, someone told me that if you use so a lot in your speech, that means you're gay. What about if you soy? Soy. (laughs) If you did that, then you were basically, yeah, you've been out for a long time. Uh, I'm sorry. So I I would never say the word so in anything. I was so afraid if I said the word so, that means people would know. I mean, it's those little things that just are so, uh, you know, ingrained in your brain um, that's hard to beat out. Wow. Little deconditioning. So once you finally, this was after NSYNC, and once you were able to really, like, step into who you were, um, you kind of had a bit of, like, a career pivot. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, talk, you mentioned you're doing documentaries, which I didn't even know, Me which either. is yeah. amazing. What documentaries have you done? Oh, my gosh. Um, there's a really great one that came out last year on Showtime called Kidnap for Christ. Okay. Um, it's, Sounds terrifying. I mean, it's, it is. It really <laughs> is. No, it's, this is one of my favorite ones because it makes you – it's so eerie to watch because 
our, um, this girl, she was going to colleges, uh, and she wanted to be a filmmaker, and she went to a Christian college, and she went down to the Dominican Republic to do her video thesis on this school, um, and, about, and it's one of those schools that you send bad kids to. So... Like a reform, yeah, type it's a of reform, thing? but it's you know it's all religious, so okay. there's no rules or anything, right. and it's the Dominican Republic, so, <laughs> so it's like yeah. so fucking yeah. crazy. So she went down there to film how great the school was and learn what they do to you know rehabilitate rehabilitate these kids, and it slowly turns into like a horror film where she uncovers that this school is beating the kids, some murdering. Um, they kidnap them in the middle of the night from their homes in whatever state they're from, and they drag them out of the house and send them to Dominican Republic, and the kids have no idea what's going on. The parents didn't even tell them, and a lot of them are sent there to pray the gay away. So we follow a few of the students, you know, in the, the school and how they got there, and one kid was sent there because he was gay, and he was, like, you know, head of his football team, like everything. They just pulled him out of his life. And so it follows, and he's trying to escape um, the school and they're trying to kidnap him out of the school because he's not there legally at all and he right. wants to leave and but they are forcing him to stay in the, it's so crazy and you'll see I mean and obviously the school's closed now but there was so much abuse and there's so the, many places like that oh yeah tons. I was in an indie film called Cold Water it's on Netflix Cold Water um, and it's about that exact thing but yeah. it's not a school it's like a rehabilitation camp mm-hmm. and the people who wrote the movie toured like a bunch of places exactly like that where they just like yeah. capture them and they abuse them and like they pull them out of their homes in the middle of the night and then just yeah. like I mean the end of the movie it's like Lord of the fucking flies it's really wow. fucked up but it's based on that exact thing yeah I mean it's it's crazy it's getting a little better but you know now in this climate those schools are probably going to start opening back up because they're going to have a lot of the support from this administration that you know, and Mike Pence thinks that conversion therapy is a good thing, and that's just obviously abuse. you can't pray the gay way. No. There's all these priests fucking little boys. I mean, it's it, if it doesn't work for those no, holy the motherfuckers, it's not going to work ridiculous. for anybody. Yeah. So, yeah. so I do lots of little film. I mean, and I did Small Town Rage, which is at the festivals right now, which is this true story in Louisiana of you know the the gay movement. Um, and then yeah, this Lou Perlman documentary. Cannot wait for that. Awesome. Yeah. Okay, so you you're like, when did, were you like, I don't want to do music anymore? Even though I have it such was, dreams of you like doing I a know, sick I, bluegrass album look, or something. I love music and I love performing. Yeah. And country and bluegrass is kind of my thing. Ugh. Unfortunately, I, we just live in a world right now which um, they would never they would never give me a chance to do mm. that. Uh, the music industry would never let a gay guy sing country music. And it's just... What about... And I know there will Nashville, be a breakthrough. didn't you work with him? Who was Nashville? that? Nashville? In Nashville? Didn't you work with um, Chris Carmack? I did, yeah. Chris, yeah. I love Chris. He did... Um, the Gay Cowboy on Nashville. That's right. Well, I'd, he, he, I produced a movie he was in years ago with Amanda Bynes. <laughs> love Wrecked. <laughs> Might want to go see it. It's really good. Oh, my God. Uh, but it's, oh, and Amanda Kathy Bynes. Griffin's in it. Oh, she's going uh, through it this week. Oh, my um, gosh. Um, not wellness. Oh, not wellness not at wellness. all. <laughs> Yikes. Um, so yeah, so it was great getting to, you know, kind of talk to him about his role in Nashville because yeah. he didn't really have anyone to talk to about being an, you know, in the closet singer in the, in the industry. So that was fun to, to but do with him. I feel like you can do it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, this is my you know intervention what? And, and look, and I can, that's yeah. for sure. I mean, someone's going to do it. It's going to happen. I, I was just so burnt out from music I yeah. that I didn't have the energy. I didn't have the passion that I wanted to, you know, to be able to do that. Cause that's starting over. And I mean, it would be so hard. Um, but I had bigger passions. I, I love film and television and I've always been that way even before in sync. Um, so I dove into producing films and doing television and I'm a writer, you know, and so I wasn't the best at writing music and it always pissed me off. Um, but for some reason, my brain doesn't stop with writing television and film. It just, I, it just keeps going and going. So I knew that is what I need to be into. Mm. You know, yes, I don't have any leverage in this in that part of the industry at all. But you know, I'm ready to start over and 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 was take that a whack hard? At it. I mean, yeah, it's definitely hard because especially coming from something like NSYNC, um, people look at you a different way. They don't really take you seriously because they still look at you as that teenager from NSYNC and mm-hmm. what the hell do you know about, you know, television, film, or whatever you're trying to do right now. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that, that was hard. And then a lot of the times they just want to 
meet with you or hear your pitch just because they think you can, you know, get all the guys back together or, oh, can, 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 can Justin do a cameo? I'm like, oh, no, God. I'm not like, here it's to... It's a documentary about kids getting kidnapped <laughs> in the Dominican right. Republic. Justin Timberlake does not need to be interviewed for this. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, the, you know, you run into all those little roadblocks where, you know, you don't know who's being real. And then was right. there any type of, like, personal practice that helped you kind of gain your footing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I... As long as I was creative, I was fine being behind the scenes. But it really wasn't until I did um, Hairspray on Broadway. And I, I played Corny Collins, which Amazing. was you know, the Dick Clark of yes. know, that era. Uh, and I fell in love with this character. And every night, you know, for six months, I would get to be this TV host for this music show. And I idolized Dick Clark and Wolf, you know, Wolf, um, oh my gosh, Jack, Wolfman Jack. Yeah. Uh, and so that's what really... Gave me the idea to get like be a presenter on television. It was, yeah. That's what I just really related to, and I love you know the Ryan Seacrest, all that kind of stuff. I love that they were, you know, a voice of a generation. And Carson Daly, I would love to be able to be that person. So well, you're so wonderful at that. I've fanned out on you before that, because of that because you used to have a show on Sirius XM that I used to listen yeah, to daily, and I love <laughs> listening to it. You're just so. <laughs> Truthful and fun. I get a lot of com- in a lot of trouble. I loved it. He show. was so real, yeah, and you were so I think, and, and as you said, like you were a little bit guarded back mm. in the day. So I, I think that that was my. Oh yeah, it all comes out now. And it's so like I, don't I, I just fell in love with you Aww. through that. <laughs> yeah, I get in a little trouble on that show, but you know, it's it, yeah. Once you kind of reveal your whole, you know, self to everyone. You feel like you just don't want to keep anything in. Sure, you know? I love that. You know, I'm not mean about anything, but I just talk about pop culture and politics and everything that's going on right now in a very real way. Love it so much. And also hosting the Real Prince Charming on yeah. Lo- Logo. Yeah, Logo on VH1. It's going to be obsessed uh, with that show. I'm so good. It's going to be good. We, I know, we're delayed shooting the second season because we're really changing up the format, which I'm trying not to get any not hiring um, an escort on the internet. Having an escort as your <laughs> Prince Charming. <laughs> So I don't know if you guys listening at home watched, got got involved in the <laughs> real Prince Charming, Charming. Oh, uh, finding Prince finding Charming, Prince yeah. Charming mm-hmm. internet scandal that happened. <laughs> but it came out that the gentleman who was mm-hmm. vying for all of vying for the dates, yeah. uh, drinks come out of condoms, right? <laughs> Yeah. So <laughs> that video exists. I don't want to Google search that. <laughs> or, or you definitely want to Google search that. <laughs> it's a gift somewhere, you guys. I promise. It's a mess. Yeah. No, he's a, you know, a sweet guy, but, um, you know, it's we found out halfway through he told us, like, okay, oh. well, you know, I'm in my past, I've escorted, and, you know, then it became a big deal, and, you know, people start searching. How stuff. does the network miss that? I don't know. <laughs> I, I mean, do half like a of me thinks check? that they knew about it and thought that that might be even be a good storyline. Well, it is. Perhaps. Well, it was, but yeah. I'm like, come on, wait, wait until season three for that kind of stuff. Well, right. did you see what came out today about the Bachelorette, this current season's Bachelorette no. contestant? I'm watching it. He, um, in 2016, they have this whole list of tweets that were, like, so... Anti-liberal, anti-racist, oh. like oh. all of these things. Which one do you know which, which guy, guy is? I can't remember his name. Um, but it's like you, they had to have seen this. Of course. They it's know. ridiculous. You, before you even go on TV, like speaking from my experience as, <laughs> as a, a former, former reality star, <laughs> um, before you go on TV, they have an entire team of people that like scour your social media and then they call you up and they're like, great. So everything's fine, but um, could you not post about marijuana anymore? <laughs> and Nicole, could you stop using the word "come" in all of your tweets? Like they do that because they're trying yeah. to like keep their ass clean. So I can't yeah. imagine that like. Oh, do you watch Unreal online? Oh yes. yes. I mean, it, it's got to be just like that. Definitely. Yeah. Oh, that show's so fucking good. Yeah. I can't wait for it to come back. Honorable shout out and pour one down to Funny Girls, two thousand. Drink till she's funny. To Wrong marketing campaign. 2015 till 2015. <laughs> 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 oh, Yamanika Saunders. I know. Yes. yes. Lance was on. Yeah, Meredith Vieira show with her. Yes. With Yamanika. I love. And then you would always talk about her on your show, and I'd mm-hmm. be like, Seth. It's just like such a funny. Like we were friends from the radio. Um, and wait, tell us the other thing that you're doing so that people can tune into that as well because I feel like this is going to be really fun oh 90s house yeah, yeah that's what I start uh, in a couple of days which yeah. I'm very excited about 
Um, it is a new competition show for uh, MTV. They just moved it from VH1 to MTV. Okay. <laughs> they keep switching networks Skewing on me. Skewing younger. Uh, I know. Now i got to figure out how to you know, get these, this young generation <laughs> to even know who I am. Um, no, you're a member of Equinox. You're fine. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's called 90s House, and it's, it's kind of like Big Brother, which is my summer indulgence. Okay. I love this game show. But um, it's, it's like Big Brother, but set in the decade of the 90s. And uh, so everyone, these millennials move into a house thinking they're going on the real world. And no they end internet. up on a game show. No internet. Well, they do have Obviously. internet. They have AOL dial-up. Yes! Hilarious. Yeah. I'm sure they'll beepers. have beepers. Yes. yes. Um, uh, you know, the Beavis and Butthead. A lot of Tamagotchis, gotchis, whatever you call them. Uh, yeah, Oregon Trail is like probably the only game you'll be able to play. Oh my god, that's online. so <laughs> funny! Do they have to dress a certain way? Everyone dresses that way, and the thing is, the person that acts the least '90s gets kicked out of the house every week. <laughs> what does that even mean? So throughout, <laughs> you know, throughout that. filming, if you mention Justin Bieber, that's like eh, check mark. You know, so anytime you say Twitter. anything, oh yeah, anything outside the '90s, you will. You'll be sold. deemed for. I am yeah. so into that. Yeah. So but sold. then, of course, a lot of games and competitions to right. kind of eliminate people too. But yeah, it'll be fun. Amazing. I want you to tell Are us. Are condoms 90s or what? <laughs> <laughs> yes. GLC. But I can't yeah. wait for my hairstyles. So true. That's all I have to say. Oh, yeah. Because oh, I'm going gonna, gonna to do an iconic blonde hairdo every week. So the frosted tips, the you know, um, Kurt Cobain, um, Vanilla Ice. Yes. And there's a lot of fun. You know, Could Zach Morris. Could you do Morris. like a Madonna Vogue? We could maybe or would do that be like... Well, maybe my, my, I have a female co-host. Maybe we'd do, I'd we'll like put to that see on that on her. Are you going to do Lance in the 90s? <laughs> oh, yeah. That should I'm, be the first one. Oh, no. Yeah, I'm doing Frosted Tips the first week. Yeah. And I get to be straight again. <gasps> so I'm going to be like uber straight hitting on all the female contestants. Oh, my God. <laughs> GBC. So weird. <laughs> now, we know you meditate. Uh-huh. Let's hear about your practice because, you know, yeah. we're so retrograde. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, meditation definitely um, has helped me because my brain doesn't shut off. It's so hard. And the first the first few times that I tried it, it just did not work for me at all. It just I could never get my mind to focus mm. um, until a friend of mine taught me a way that he meditates. And it's the only way I do it now. And it's it's great. Um, and it reminds me of... I play this game on iPad called Smurfville <laughs> or Smurfs Village. One of those things. I've been playing it for years. And it's basically <laughs> this game where you go and there's all these little Smurf lands and you just kind of build this Smurf Village. Okay. And I've been doing it for years. And every time I go back, I add something different. You know, it's just like it grows and grows and grows from like one little thing. And he was telling me that's how he meditates. You go to the same place every single time during meditation, oh. and you picture a place. It could be an ice place, a jungle, whatever it is. And every time you go back to your place, you add, a, you build something else on there, and you mm. concentrate on building something. Oh, I love that. Yeah, and it really just makes you completely focus on just that one thing, block everything out. And then when you're done building, that's kind of your meditation. And then you come back to it the next time. Wait, I've never heard that before? Yeah. Beautiful music. Sometimes I do it with some like chant music or something like that. But uh, silence definitely works for me. And And for how long? uh, Sometimes I'll do it for like, you know, 15 minutes, you know, sometimes longer. just depends on. And when you go back to the place in your head, do Mm -hmm. you see the things you put there? Oh, yeah. You remember exactly where you left off. That's a great And I'll leave things unfinished, you know, so I'll, you know, have to come back and leave the hammer on the table. Yeah. (laughs) It's it's, it's fun. But yeah, that's the only way that just makes me like kind of concentrate on one thing. Right. I absolutely. And how long have you been practicing that for? Uh, About two years. Wow. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. what shifts have you felt from that? Um, I'm definitely more clear in my thoughts. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also made me very m- more creative at night. Interesting. Things just flow, flow, flow at night now. Interesting. Yeah. So do you do it in the morning? or Different times. Okay. I've never really found a time like that, that is best for me. Um, it just is when I have time. If I'm up early enough, I like to sleep late. Um, so usually I time it to where I can take a shower, get dressed, and then get out the door to go to wherever I need to. Right. But if I'm up early, you know, and I have 30 minutes, then I'm like, okay, this That's is the perfect great. time to do it. I love, like, the least rigid as possible because mm-hmm. I think that that can be a huge barrier for, of entry for yeah. people. They feel like oh, you yeah. have to do it in the morning. You no. have to do it this way. It's, like, it's totally yeah. malleable. No, yeah. And, I'm, you know, and I'm sure there's certain people that love that, you know, that organized way of doing it. Um, it might make them feel better and more relaxed. But me, I'm not that way. I like to... You know, I'm, I marched to my own beat. <laughs> Love that. Last question. What is something that people might not know about you? 
thought that I did not think that was going to be your question. Uh, oh, uh, uh, I have a, a side question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, there's a lot of things people don't know about me, I guess. Um, I mean, one thing that I've been doing recently that's kind of surprising people is I love food. Um, and I've been you know, very passionate about the culinary scene for years. I just didn't think people cared to hear me talk mm-hmm. about food. But people do for some reason, and, and I've been really, you know, cooking a lot lately. I did a cooking show for Fox and working on a cooking show now, and I have these meal kits that I've done with Chef.com where you can actually order my recipes and cook it at home because I just I love the experience in the kitchen is my favorite thing. I think it's so much fun to get with your friends, and the conversation you have over cooking a meal I think is the best conversation you can ever have. That or getting a haircut. And cooking is so creative because every single one of your senses is stimulated. Oh, yeah. That's why I like it. It's like you're smelling, you're tasting, mm-hmm. you're touching. You're, you're trying not to cut yourself. Drinking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the drinking sense. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's how me and my husband bond. You know, he's my sous chef and we have date night where we, we cook things. So fun. Yeah. So that's one thing I think people would be kind of yeah, I like that. Like, that adds what? a nice like, like layer cooking. to the onion. Yeah. And I want to do southern food too. I like my southern and Cajun food. Mm. Yeah. What's mm. uh, what's some um, a favorite summer recipe? Oh my gosh. Um I make a really good cranberry orange chicken mm. that you know very light and fresh for the summer with a good white wine. Um, but then if you want to go heavy, I, nothing beats my chili or my gumbo. I, I was hoping you were going to say gumbo. Oh, I make a good gumbo. And you know that. what I do in my gumbo? Uh, well, you know, gumbo is all about the roux that you make, you know, and I spend a lot of time, you know, just stirring that thing for a good 15 minutes, 20 minutes until it's like dark. And then, um, the finishing touch is all about, you know, people put okra in it, which is too slimy for me. It's yeah. like, eh. That's one of those vegetables that you're like, is that a vegetable? No, everyone, and a lot of people hate gumbo because sometimes a lot of people put okra in it. And that's, I noticed, like, that's what was turning people off from the gumbo. So I fry my okra into, like, crispy fried okra, and then I throw that on top so you can mix it in. It's all crunchy. Crunchy. Yeah. Into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, stuff. now that we're starving. <laughs> I'm honestly so hungry now. <laughs> Lance, you're such a delight. Aww. Thanks for coming. Well, thanks for having me. We want to help you get social media followers, so tell okay. us how are we <laughs> well, <laughs> they can I make find it you. easy. Um, I'm at Lance Bass everywhere, except Facebook. I think it's Lance Bass official Okay, because someone stole my name. Uh, but that has official, you know, yeah, that's real. That's sure. good. Yeah. With the blue check. Yeah, you look for the check mark. <laughs> the <laughs> official Lance back. Uh-huh. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm going to miss you. Oh, I'm going to see you soon. I know. So. <laughs> but I mean, just like right here, right now. <laughs> yes, that's a retrograde. So today's Roses and Thorns is brought to you by Lola Tampons. Ooh, Lola. I love them so much. Major Rose. Super. They're really cool because we learned when we had them on the show is that most major tampon brands use synthetic ingredients like polyester and rayon, and you're putting that inside and of your body. And bleach. It's so gross. Yes, and bleach. Like what? And Lola's tampons are 100% organic, and they also do liners and applicatorless now. That's incredible. A subscription service, mm-hmm. so you never have that, oh, fuck, I forgot to go to the drugstore and get tampons and before they come it's too with late. a mixture of tampons. Yeah, you can mix it however you want so however big your vagina is and however heavy your flow is they got you they got you that's important (laughs) and if you order through that so retrograde there's a promo code 60 percent off your first order for mylolo.com which is insane promo code retrograde promo code retrograde and i just love it because whenever at that time of the month you have tampons i feel like i'm always just going to the store and being like oh shit no i feel so grown up now that i like have like an arsenal of tampons (laughs) yeah it's like oh this is something that happens every month but yet i always forget all right well let's namaste lola subscribers let's do it (laughs) it's time for rnt That jingle is never not giving me life. I'm down with RNT. I hope it's that one, not yeah, the other one. Yeah, you know one. me. We never know which you one never it's going to be. But I hope it's that one. Editor's choice. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> um, Don't make wow. us wrong. Love Lance so much. Oh, my God. What? There's kind of like a through line a for bright this episode. Light. Trying to figure out like how do we phrase this. Like, not only is it Pride Month, mm-hmm. which is a great... Uh, Sorry. Connection. Connection. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thought of 
losing words. Yeah. Hi, I've lost many a brain cell in, over the past weekend. Well, that's a funny segue because the other connection is the musical component exactly. of this episode. And if you guys didn't know, you probably follow us on social media. So you were aware that we were at Bonnaroo Music Festival. Did you guys hear? In Manchester, Tennessee. Did you see us? Did you hear us? Did you, were you there for us? They like, were there. I felt supported. I felt supported too. We had an incredible time. We first want to thank Caitlin uh, for bringing us there and the Beth entire super for taking care crew. of us while we were there. And so, why were you there? You asked. Why were we there? You ask. Tell us. We were asked to create content for the women's camp mm-hmm. that um, was set up, and it was. A ton of girls, a lot of them who came to Bonnaroo by themselves. So So dope. I'm like, that's the sickest thing. And the camp was called Girls Just Want to Rue. And I feel like it was like a a strange side hustle manifestation of mine in some weird way. Because Girls Just Want to Have Fun is my favorite movie of all time. Yeah. And I, I'm a real film buff. <laughs> and Helen Hunt, uh, Shannon Doherty, and Sarah Jessica Parker were not there. They weren't there, unfortunately. <laughs> but I did watch a lot of Sex and City before we went there. So it's kind of like they were. Yeah, it's all a through line <laughs> for sure. So we were there to kind of bring the community together of the girls who were camping. And we did some fun content every morning, some cute share exercises, some new some full moon ceremonies. I would say that's my rose of the festival. Absolutely. The opportunity to hold space for those girls and just like kind of talk about where they are in their lives and where they want to go and sort of just offer up um, the possibility for creation and manifestation to people that may have not maybe come in contact with that idea. So many of them are able to tap into this other side of them that they don't have in their day-to-day life when they're at Bonnaroo. Like yeah. it's really like an all immersive, let's call it an overnight concert in yeah. that. Like there's it's an a- overnight concert <laughs> that lasts for 400 days. That, um, <laughs> there's like a whole culture around it. And like when Bonnarooians, you know, it's just exactly. It's like a similar to like a camp mentality when you just like become your best self. So, so yeah. many girls were having these feelings of feeling free and like bonding with one another. And so we were just there facilitating it and doing like a heavy roses and thorns, like bring the group together, call in our best day Mm -hmm. type stuff. And it was so phenomenal. It was such an honor to be there. Thank you guys for having us. So that was the top rose. That was our top rose. Mutual rose. Other roses include things that also use Bonnaroo in the description like apparently if you get a hookup at Bonnaroo, they call it their Bonnaboo. And I was pretty upset that I didn't get a Bonnaboo, but also probably for the best since I didn't take a shower for five days. Right. Nor did anyone else. There. Right. So yeah, there's that. Well, you can be like, I can't suck yeah. your dick. You haven't showered, you know, like yeah. perfect excuse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There was all, they, they do a really good job of like bringing the rue into things. So I thought we could be that so retrograde. Yeah. <laughs> Right? Did Slow that work? Clap. Slow also, clap. on the retrograde tip, um, <laughs> is that the name the, of this episode? Maybe I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Sorry, Lance. <laughs> We've been eclipsed <laughs> by our overnight concert experience. <laughs> yeah. Um, the we gotta talk about the Amish pretzels and donuts. That I think it's Amish donuts, soft pretzels. Right, but it was the Amish baking company. Amish, Amish across the board. I thought board. it was Amish across the board. Oh, I didn't so know that. So I did a little internet deep dive and I went on the Reddit Bonnaroo thread. Uh huh. Redder, Redditaroo. Yeah, Redditaroo. I'm sorry. Um, root it, root it. Yeah. Okay. There you go. We found, found it. it. <laughs> um, and there, somebody was like, eight year Bonnaroo vet here. This is my one piece of advice." And it was like, "Whatever you do, don't wait to the last day." for the pretzels and donuts you'll be regretting it you need to have it the first day so you can maximize your amount so you of, can have them every yeah, day exactly so we went i like this whole mission it was like it was hard to find night. them we had no idea where to find it it was you me dallas clayton and sean the photographer garrison this, this was our crew that we like put together yeah and we're, i'm like we gotta find these donuts you guys so we were just asking around some people were, every single vendor that we asked, none of them knew except for the final question one, but question one, I don't know. Um, but they were like, you're like the fifth person that's asked that. So this is like a full thing. Yeah. It was so funny. So worth it. It was phenomenal. It was like eating 
the best thing you've ever eaten in your life. Ever like, in your life. The donuts were hot and glazed and large and the pretzels were soft and gluten buttery. Roo. Just gluten. Just <laughs> so much gluten. And I don't even think it's because we don't eat a lot of bread. Like, I feel like I still have my gluten palate from when I was a young child. Right. So I feel like I can really discern what's good. And these were <sighs> fucking were so good. amazing. Guys, we're still having an orgasm about it and it's yeah, been five so days. Yeah, so that was my... That was your main rose. Also, get it? Oh gosh. Also, I really liked the hot dogs wrapped in pretzels. Yeah, we that just was went good. full gluten. <laughs> we went we all tried stuff. We also had hush puppies. Uh, Elizabeth had a pork biscuit. Um, <laughs> I also drank so much fucking frozen rose, rose, which was like frozen rose mixed, pom- <laughs> <Okay. laughs> mixed with pomegranate and lime juice, and it was like insane yeah we're gonna have to recreate this for the summer dark horse rosé not sponsored open open to it it. um another rose of mine was we were packing up to leave now look you guys we'll get to the thorns in a second but elizabeth and i had a little bit of a tough time just because you know we're 31 and two Two. and um we like our creature comforts like sleep like mostly sleep and we were there to be of service. And this was a huge lesson in that when you're when you're showing up somewhere to be of service, you need to ask for the things that you need to create a situation where you are whole enough to be of service. Exactly. And the camping situation was a little bit tough for us because literally EDM music was playing from it's like the concert went until one and then you go back to camp and, and then, then the party, the party continues. starts As again it should. from two to about five thirty or six and there's other really loud EDM music then that stops for like an hour and a half and then at like 8 a.m. the party picks right back up again right so which we, is awesome yeah, if you're there for great that. for you guys we didn't sleep so by the end of the day we were um, just at our you know one hour sleep living on like at some point during the day I was like I guess we just need to start drinking because there's no other option I need to have rosé to get me through this never thought I'd say that but I truly (laughs) meant it um and we were packing up we were outside our tents we're like our muscles like weren't working we're like shoving things into our bag just I would look at Elizabeth and just looked so despondent and like sweaty and just she looked like her face had like half melted off and we just were like in a state and then some kid comes up to us and he's just like he walks up to our tent and by the way we're in the girls camp so like there weren't really any boys around this dude just walks up and he's like literally opens with what are you guys buying like no introduction of course like my inner teen like drug hustler vibe was like what do you got yeah (laughs) what do you got and then he goes anything yeah she just was curious (laughs) and then he was like molly it was his main hustle yeah um and but he had very little brain cells his capacity to finish a sentence was tough but then my rose of this whole story is that he asked us so where do you guys go to school (laughs) and then i said well we're not in school and he's like and i thought he meant meant literally like we're not it's like no like we're no longer in school yeah no but he meant like currently right. in this moment you're sitting on a, a tuft of yeah, grass. Yeah, that's what he thought we yeah. meant. He was, yeah, but where do you guys go? And then we're just like, oh, no, we're old. <laughs> <laughs> but like, that's a great question. That was my rose. He was hot too. Any like, guys listening who are maybe trying to hook up with an older girl, ask them where she goes to school. Yeah, but I would actually be turned off from that because I'd be like, you're so young. Like, I heard a lot of people talking about like people they went to high school with and like, you know, you're young when your only references are like high school. In the fraternity. And yeah, there was yeah. so much. So that was a fun road. There was a lot of Greek life. Also, speaking of drugs, the girls in our camp at the end, the last day, we were like, so uh, one of uh, Beth or um, Hope. Hope. We were asked, sharing. What what are some of your like festival hacks? hacks? <laughs> and like, this was incredible. So they were like, you guys. And we're, we're quoting and paraphrasing, but essentially it's like everybody drops stuff at Bonnaroo. It's the best place to find cash and drugs is <laughs> on the ground. And there, these are these like sweet, amazing girls who are so dope. And they and were just like, like so open and sharing. And they're like, by the way, if people drop drugs, like obviously you're not going to take them, but you can sell them. Yeah, they're like, cause there are like, some oh. people who do take random drugs. We're not those people, but we do want to make money off them. And I was just like, praise it your was just like It was sweet. It was a sweet, heartwarming moment. It was. Really. I loved them so much. And then another rose was seeing you two play. Right. My main. Okay. Two <laughs> main roses from you two are number one. We were on mushrooms, and I kept thinking that Bono was a woodland nymph. He's so fucking small. All I kept thinking was he was a literal elf. Yeah. I could not stop laughing. 
But my main rose is that Elizabeth didn't know any U2 songs. Like Sunday, Bloody Sunday came on and she's like, I don't know this song. And me and Dallas were just like, what the fuck? Yeah, U2 is like never in my wheelhouse. How do you know like literally every Britney Spears song and not one of the most famous U2 songs? Because it was clearly by design. That's, I was literally dying. I couldn't handle it. Um, I'm and just it, here for the LOL. Oh my god, it was, and then every song was like more of their most famous song. Like the entire Joshua Tree album is like so many of their hits, and she didn't know any of them. But I will say <laughs> they put on a great show. Yeah, it so was like incredible. they found a new. I wouldn't say I'm a fan, but new respect in a co- concert goer for for a fairy from the woods. Yeah, Bono is quite the rock. Star. He really is. <laughs> he lost me at the whole herstory thing, but you yeah. know how I am with Valentine's Day. Herstory is to me is like the same right. level. Like, no, don't. I think we left on that encore though. Yeah, we had to. I was done. I was like, ugh. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! But he was amazing. He no, loves being amazing. a rock star. He like, loves, you guys, it's crazy. He's so good at it. You want to see what it is like to really be into what you're doing? Watch Go Bono. on YouTube and watch Bono. Just be so into Bono. Like, yeah, it is self love on a new fucking. It's level. wonderful. Like he's put on this planet to be doing what he's doing, and he, at this age, it's like he doesn't have to be doing it. No, I was so inspired. Yeah, it was dope. Um, and I feel like that's. The I mean, most, there were so many roses, there was. but that's like, I mean, we had the best time. Friendship yeah. was the rose. Yeah, friendship rose. Fruinship. Fru- um, <laughs> My thorn is Elizabeth trying to make everything into a rue. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so as we aforementioned, the lack of sleep, that's the thorn. You know, it's like there was a time in our lives where I think we would have been there. We really were the there. like late night up all night. Like I, I lived that life. I've had that. I was down for it. I lied to my parents about it. Like I did the whole yeah, thing. But that's also when you're young, but also when you're not there to do a job, I think that's right. what's like, of if there's anything that I could take away from that experience to share with other people is like, know how to take care of yourself so you can take care of others. It's literally the put your own face mask on before you put your child totally. on. Like it's that exact thing. But that's all that, but also on like a more like micro level of like personal realization. It's like, oh, I'm old now. I'm past that. Yeah, I'm past that. Yeah. It's like that that's what happened. Yeah. But it was awesome. I loved it so much. I want to go back next year and see more bands. I would caught the tail end of the XX, which I wanted to see all of them, but there was just too much going yeah. on during the day. It was amazing. Um, it was such a fun thing. And and we want to go back next year and do more programming at the girls. Totally. Camp. That's the move. Um, but, you know, we're just trying to be like unproblematic queens, like doing the damn thing. And it was a challenge. It but we got through it. Definitely hard. You did great. Thanks. You did great. Awesome. <laughs> well, I guess. I think that's this it. This is our show. It was yeah. in our like happy pride slash music extravaganza celebrate episode. the arts celebrate and the, the gays. arts celebrate and the gay artists yeah and the arts that are gay yeah is that a thing we just made it a thing okay awesome wait what else was that bonner god now i'm just flashing back to all of it all the fun it was really fun we had the best time yeah Aww. Aww, cute. <laughs> um, guys thank you so much for listening thank you so much the rama institute for having us mm-hmm. and these amazing cushions Ra- that we're sitting ma- on. Ma- 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 oh, ga- ga. Sitting pretty still cushions. We'll send a picture. Literal best cushions of life. My butt is so comfortable right now. It's I, a meditation. My pull. meditation is about to take to the next level. Next level. All right, guys. You guys are next level. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Elizabeth Cott. I'm Stephanie Zambari. Namaste listening. Yes, that's a retrograde.